0: Life Audio. Hello and welcome to Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also on our
1: website. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you check out our Facebook community. Just look for it, Daily Bible Podcast, and we would love to have you there.
0: Okay, so today we are reading Psalm 42. We're back in the Psalms Mm -hmm. again, Psalm 42, 43, 44, 45, and 46. And this was some really good reading. I was given a different perspective in Psalms, I've got to say. So in Psalms, we see that Um, The writers of these earlier Psalms of 42 um, were the sons of Korah, who were, if you remember, they were the Levites, and they were from the family of Kohath. By David's time, it seems that they served in the musical aspect of temple worship. And we already studied some of that as we were talking through David in the Psalms, that it was the sons of Korah. And so some of this stuff is fun for me, because going chronologically, I'm seeing how everything's tying together. And I'm like, I mean, we've been saying this for the last how many months, but <laughs> um, but it's still, I don't want to say it's mind blowing, but it's still kind of like, oh, yeah. Okay. So if you remember back during Moses's day, during the wilderness days of Exodus, it was the Korah who led a rebellion of 250 Mm -hmm. community leaders against Moses. And God judged Korah and his leaders, and they all died. But the sons of Korah remained. And so... Here's here's an idea from one of the commentators is that perhaps they were so grateful for this mercy that they became notable in Israel for praising God and writing psalms like we are reading today. And it's it's really again I just want to say it's interesting to read these psalms after what we've just read. Um and it's unclear even in the chronological bible just the exact timing when these psalms were written so i think a lot of us tend to think that it's during david's time yeah. or whatever but just reading through these as they're laid out here and going these could have easily been written during this time mm-hmm. um i as I was reading them, I had Israel in mind. It was freshly on my mind, and especially the few that were still longing and honoring God. And that, that remnant, that remnant that had just got done praising God at the temple because of King Hezekiah and, mm-hmm. and celebrating the feast. So we just read through the impending doom that Isaiah and Hosea um, are talking about so many of the kings have been wicked. And this is fresh on Israel's heart and their mind is that they've been led down some bad paths of worshiping other gods. The temple was in constant form of disarray and, and, and few leaders except for Hezekiah that I just mentioned were truly wholeheartedly following the living God. And in Psalm 42, we see another lament as the deer longs Mm. for streams of water. So I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Now think of an Israelite who knows there's this impending doom Mm. or who was taken in a smaller exile and is waiting for, for the king to bring him back. I mean, just think of an Israelite who is like day and night god all i have is tears for food while my enemies constantly taunt me saying where is this god of yours I, again i read it differently mm-hmm. and and i'm thinking others did too um we see deep discouragement in this psalm and we see the hope hope that the writer has in god his rock and then in psalm 43, 43 Again, reading it from a different perspective, it reminded me of what Moses and God said to Joshua to be strong and courageous, to do not fear and do not be discouraged. And we've talked about these words before. They've been repeated over and over and over again. And I'm not totally sure, but my guess is because it's so easy in the human condition to fall into discouragement. It's just so easy. But even the writer of this psalm closes with, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him, my Savior and my God. And the whole time that I read Psalm 44, I kept thinking, how much the psalm must give hope to the captives, to the captives. There there just had to have been strong hope because we see a strong and mighty mighty God who drove out the pagan nations and who crushed the enemies with his right hand and his strong arm. And we see this extreme regard for the greatness of God. Mm. So they knew God, they knew who he was in history. They knew who he was right then and there. And they say, oh God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name, but you have tossed us aside you've sold us your precious people who are in constant humiliation wake up o lord why do you sleep there is this pleading and this longing for god to do his mighty rescuing act again and um in this stru- in this psalm i did struggle with verse 17 because it this in verse 17 it says All of this happened, though we have not forgotten you. We have not violated your covenant. (laughs) I was like, "What? (laughs) what? So I had to do some digging because I just was like, what? And, um, and so I did some digging and, and I came up with a couple of things. The psalmist felt duty bound to tell God that despite the feeling they had been forsaken, they had not departed from him. They had remembered him and remained faithful to his covenant. And under the old covenant, you know, the, the Sinai covenant, God promised to bless an obedient Israel and curse a disobedient Israel. So I'm like, come on here folks so the psalmist implied that god must now be faithful to his part of the covenant because israel had been faithful to their part and um and so some some one scholar said our heart has not turned back nor have the steps of israel departed on on their way without claiming sinless perfection because i almost felt Again, as I'm even reading through some of these scholars, I'm like, um, I don't even think the scholars totally understand what's going on in this verse, except that it is an honest, anti-penitential psalm where they seem like, hey, we're sinless in this, and we're coming to you, and we're kind of almost not addressing our sin here. I don't know. I don't want to make too big of a deal of it, but it did sort of trip me up.
1: It just reminds me of my kids. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) Maybe that's it. I love you. I, you know, it's just like, I know you really, like, you're not overall seeking after wickedness, but you do make wrong choices. (laughs) Like, you know, and I mean, we've seen in Israel, they've they have sought after wickedness. And so yeah, it, it's just, uh, and again, remember, Psalms are songs and they're based mm-hmm. on emotion. Um, and so it's easy to say, I I was doing my best, Lord. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's True. something to it, it is, it's interesting that they would even see that and that they'd be singing about that when it was very clear that they had broken the Lord's covenant. Mm hmm. Yeah, so interesting. Okay, so then we get into Psalm 45 and 46. And Psalm 45 is this majestic wedding song, and it's celebrating the union of a royal bridegroom and his radiant bride. And it just paints a picture of this extravagant, loved and adorned with beauty and honor and joy. And while this is a wedding poem, these words also mirror the deep an abiding love between Christ, the heavenly mm, bridegroom, mm. and his church, the beloved bride. So it just this is a reflection as you're reading it. Yes, it's talking about a groom and a bride, but then if we look forward to Ephesians 5, 31 through 32, it says, And a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it illustrates how Christ and the church are one. So if you just read it as a bridal poem, that's great, or song, and then you go back and read it again, wow, wow wow, Christ really does love his church. And it reflects mm-hmm. on God's love for us as chosen ones. And we are invited into this divine romance and the sacred covenant with our savior. And it just makes your heart like really overflow with gratitude when you read it in that light too. And then um, Psalm 46 is a, a hymn of unwavering, trust in God. And it reminds us of his omnipotent presence um, and We find our refuge in Him. It declares that even in the midst of chaos and turmoil in life, we don't need to fear that God is our stronghold and our ever-present help. And the psalm beautifully proclaims, be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. And it urges us to find solace and peace in life's storms. As we journey through the valleys and the mountains in life, we discover this unshakable refuge, the sanctuary of peace and rest and support in God. And as I'm, you know, every day studying God's word and writing my notes, I was studying this when we were in Florida and we were with friends, um, whose son was on life support and we were able to be in the hospital room. And as we were sitting there and talking with them and praying them, I was like, I was just reading Psalm 46 Mm -hmm. this morning and God is our refuge. And this Mm -hmm. is so hard. Um, but he is our fortress and we can depend on him. And uh, one of my friends is very, uh, the wife is very contemplative. She's a therapist and the husband, he's, he's trying to make sure the nurses are okay. And he's talking to everyone. He's like outgoing. And his wife's like, sit down, sit down. Like she wants him to just be present in this moment. And, I said, you know, like as it says in Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just I think it's we just need to sit here. And even though it's hard because there's nothing you can do, you can't fix the situation. But we can just be still. And it was so cool that as I had just read that this morning, as I just wrote the notes for this for us to talk about, I was able to use those words in mm-hmm. that room and we just sat there and we cried, and we talked, and we prayed, and all of us just like, okay, God is our refuge, and we can just be still and know that God is God, even in the hardest situations. Yeah, yeah, that's so true.
0: Well, we need to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have the word of the day. But first, something from our sponsor. Stay tuned.
1: So the word of the day is abiding, and there's a lot of abiding in these chapters. So first in Psalm 42, the psalmist's soul yearns for God, and it's abiding in his comfort and restoration. And then Psalm 43, the psalmist desires God's presence abiding in his favor and joy. Psalm 44, it's the covenant with God and his people appealing for his mercy and it's abiding in the hope of victory Psalm 45 it's that bride and marriages are meant to last abiding and enduring just like Christ in his church and then Psalm 46 the psalmist soul longs to abide with God to find strength in his presence and then again that be still and know that I am God that is abiding abiding is you know sitting there um, it's sitting still it is not moving it is steadfast and we are supposed to remember and not forget so a few days um my been in the icu a lot because i was there with my friends in florida and then my grandma yeah. was in the icu it's yeah, been the hospital, been I, counted, been in the hospital I counted up after 22 days we were 15 days in icu five days at home and two days of travel. So it's been a lot of ICU. But coming home with my grandma, my grandma came home from the hospital and I go in to check on her and it's like four 30 in the morning. She's sitting up wide awake. And I'm like, okay, grandma, you're doing so much better. I'm like, do you want me to read? Because I was planning to read my Bible. So that morning it was Ahaz and it was all about his wickedness. I'm like, I started reading. I'm like, we don't want to read this grandma. And so I skipped ahead. I'm like, oh, we're coming up to the Psalms again. So I started with Psalm 42. And it was the as the deer pants for the water. And as I read that, so grandma's just been in the hospital. She was very confused. There's days she didn't even know my name, you know, just after surgery and stuff. And as I said, as the deer pants for the water, she sits up a little straighter and her eyes open. And I said, do you remember that song, grandma? And she nods her head. I'm like, let's sing it. So I went to Spotify, and I found the song. And so 4.30 in the morning, my grandma, who the day before could not remember my name, who's 93, who just had a blood clot in her lungs, starts singing as the deer pants for the water. And then we just continued for like the next 30 minutes to sing different hymns. And it was just that moment that I could have just gone and like, oh, good to see you awake, grandma, and just done my thing. But it was like, I will never forget that moment where I'm reading and that, that song that we know came and she remembered the words. She couldn't even remember my name the day before. Mm. And she just remembers as the deer pants for the water, she's singing, my soul longs after thee. Mm -hmm. And her voice is shaky. It's not robust, but I love that these Psalms, as we abide in God through our lives, which the word of the day is abiding, we will be recipients of his divine affection and we can find refuge in him. And that solace and that love and being still with him, we're going to be able to carry that even when we're older even when we can't remember what day it is where we are what's going on if we uh, have these truths and uh, and have them abide in our hearts those are things that we're going to be able to cling to for for a long time i love how god uses
0: right where we are exactly
1: <laughs> i know and
0: yeah to to help us encourage others to help us remind others to abide to help us remind others to be still and to wait patiently for God to be still and be in his his presence and um and so you've been able to do that with your friends with your grandma you've been able to sing to her of these psalms that that we are that are coming back to our minds because of just being in God's Word mm-hmm, and reading mm-hmm. them. And so I love how God does that. He abides in us mm-hmm. if we abide in Him. And so we need to continue to uh, read these Psalms, put them, take them to heart, put them to memory, put them to song, and um, encourage others with them today.
1: Yeah, and we are we're getting impacted by them. But then it's not just to so like, oh, that was a good thought for the day. Think about who needs this encouraging word. So, who can you reach out to today that's really going through a, a hard time? And you could say, I'm praying Psalm 46 over you. I'm praying that you will find God as your refuge. I'm praying that you will be still and know that he's God. I mean, each of us knows someone in a hard situation. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's awesome that we are reading this, that we are being changed, but also God can use it to impact others. So, Michelle, would you like to pray for us that as we abide, that we will also just have more to give to others? Mm -hmm. I will do that. Oh, Father, we thank you for
0: your words today that impact our lives. We thank you that we are right where we are in reading the your word um, so that Trisha could encourage her friends who are going through such a tough, tough time. God, first of all, be with them, minister mm-hmm. to them right where they are today. Help them as they grieve and walk through this, this tragedy. And and Father, I just pray that um, as you did with Trisha, that you would do with the rest of us, mm-hmm. that as we abide in your word, as we read your word and sit still and ponder it and memorize it and sing through it, that you would help us to encourage others and that you would help us to uh, just bring something, bring a psalm back to mind when we're talking with a friend or talking with uh, a family member and loved one, um, Lord, may we be encouraging others today through your word and using your words to do that. That is such a powerful thing, Father. Um, Just bring bring your words back to our minds um, whenever we need it um, for ourselves and for others and to praise you, to sing them back to you. We thank you, Father, for who you are and how you work in our lives. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes. You can even find it in the Kindle format Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. So tomorrow we are reading Psalm 47, Psalm 48, Psalm 49, and then we jump over to Psalm 84, 85, and 87. Okay, Psalm 84, 85, and 87. I want to take a second here to thank the team at Life Audio. You would not be listening to Daily Bible Podcasts without their partnership. Go to LifeAudio.com and you're going to find other great podcasts that are going to encourage you in your walk with God today. That's
1: LifeAudio.com. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.